Shuster Rashi Shiva. There's a famous story told about the Hassam Sofer, which I, I'm not exactly sure I can believe is true in its regular form, but it's a famous story that I never really understood. The famous story told about the Hassam Sofer that uh, someone once asked him, you know the story, how he became such a tremendous Tamachacham. I have a feeling that if the Hassam Sofer was actually asked this question, he would have said, not such a Tamachacham, he would have bowed away, he would have... But the famous answer that the Hassam Sofer said was that he became a Tamachacham in five minutes. Right? In five minutes. Five minutes you became a Tamachacham? So the Hassam Sofer said, yeah, every time I had five minutes. Every time I had five minutes, I studied Torah, and that's how I became a Tamachacham. We've all heard the story. With all due respect to the Hassam Sofer, I'm not sure that's a winning formula for most of us. The Hassam Sofer could probably learn a lot in five minutes. I'm not sure exactly how much, how much can I really cover in five minutes. Let, let's say that I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't bottle at all. I have no lapse. I'm totally focused. Five minutes, it's very hard to become a Tamachach. I say that the Stipler, when he was online, he was going to get a Haskama for his first Sefer for Menachem Zemba, Shem Nikom Damav. He was online with Renachim Zemba and he saw there was a long line. Most people were asking for advice or for help. So most people were on the line schmoozing. So the stipler took out a Gemara and he started to learn. And he learned 22 blot by the time he made it. I don't know whether that has to do with the length of the line. Or the Gaon. I don't know. How long did it take the stipler to learn 22 blot Gemara? But for me, five minutes doesn't really get me very far. So how can we become a Mideham in five minutes? I'd be remiss if I didn't quote an idea from Rav Lechenstein, Zatzal, to understand how in five minutes we can become Tamidechacham. Lechenstein discusses the idea of the quality of our Tamatot that what makes us ultimately into Torah Jews is not the quantity only, but the quality. According to Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, we're supposed to make Talmud Torah the keva. And everything else is supposed to be on the side. Wilkenstein asked, how many people can really do that? How many people, how many people really can spend most of their life in Talmud Torah the keva? That really, that's all I do. Most people have a lot of things they have to do. They're busy. Torah is the root and basis of your existence and all else is built around it. The Rambam writes in his Parish HaMishnayis, if you engage in other activities besides studying Torah, that's fine. But Torah is supposed to be the absolute. And Rav Lichtenstein understood that this is a question not about time, but about the axiological element, about one's values. What is central and what is peripheral? It may be that the axiological centrality of Torah will not necessarily translate into its being quantitatively that to which you devote most of your time. 
Everybody get that? It may be that a person simply can't spend, once they get out of the yeshiva, certainly they can't spend most of their time studying Torah. We have, says Rav Lichtenstein, very little free time. How much free time do we really have as adults? What is left? After one factors in the time he must devote into fulfilling his responsibilities and obligations, how much free time is left? But the test is precisely what a person does with whatever time is left to him. He doesn't have a choice about going to work. He has to make a living. But when he comes home, he can decide whether to read the paper and watch television or whether to sit down and learn. I don't think that Lichtenstein would mind if we look tonight at the exact opposite approach as well and tried to understand that they're both true. Rav Lichtenstein's point is that most of our time is taken, we're mostly busy, we have very little free time, and in the five minutes that we can decide, when I get to actually decide what I want to do, that's what makes me a person. That's what defines me. I'm not defined by what I do at work. When someone says to me, what do you do? We shouldn't answer, I go to work, I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor. We should answer what I do when I actually have a choice. I'm studying the Mishnah Torah. Because that's what defines us. But the opposite may be true as well. This time of year, as we know, there's a long-standing custom to learn Pirkei Avos. Why do we learn Pirkei Avos in preparation for Matan Torah? Starts Moshe Kibbal Torah with Sinai. Certainly it helps us understand the Mesorah. Derech Eretz, Kadmal Torah. Certainly the time Rabbi Akiva's students. It's a wonderful time to focus on Midos. But if we think that Pirkei Avos is just about Midos, I dare say we're missing the point. If we think that the purpose of Pirkei Avos is to improve our Midos, and Midos are more important in certain ways than the Mesim, if we think that the purpose of Pirkei Avos is just to improve our Midos, we're missing the point. Avos is one of 63 Mesechtas in Mishnah. It's Mamish Batal Bashishim. Mamish Batal Bashishim. You got all the rest of Mishnah, and then you got like this fluffy stuff, Pirkei Avos, right? It doesn't give exact parameters, it gives you advice. You got 62 Mesechtas, every single little thing is there. And then there's the easy one to study on Shabbos afternoon. It's nice, it's pleasant. Pirkei Avos, Rabosai, is the most practical Mesechta in Shas. Why? Because as much as we devote our lives, please listen closely, as much as we devote our lives to following the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as much as we study halacha, as much as we try to be careful and medactic in all of our actions, most of our life is not governed by the Shulchan Aruch. Most of our life, most of the actions and interactions that we have on the average day are not actually covered by a particular halacha in the Shulchan Aruch. 
when we sit down to eat, ah, the Shulchan Aruch kind of really comes in there. Which, what do I have first? Which bracha? But if you think about it, most of our day is governed by free choice. Not just free choice that we could do good or bad. But it's not covered. You can't cover if you take your 24 hours in the day. How much of that, how many of those things are actually, you can look it up and see in the Shulchan Aruch, look it up in the Mishnah Bura and see exactly what I'm supposed to do. Most of life is not governed by the strict letter of the law. It's governed by Perkeos. It's governed by giving us the tools to understand how we're supposed to ha- behave when it's not exactly clear. That one tiny little Masechta, five Prakim, Bato Bashishin, accounts for most of the advice that we need to get through daily life. When I'm not making a neder, when I'm not happen to be writing a ksuba. Of course, a person who understands the other 62 masechtas, who understands the logic behind them and the ideas behind them, and who becomes engaged to that Torah or married to that Torah, of course can extrapolate one to the other. But so much of our life needs Pirkei Avos. And even as we get ready to accept the Torah, we have to remember that it's not simply the explicit rules of the Torah that will govern most of our actions. Famous Rashi and Ramban, this coming week's Parsha and Kedoshim, I think the famous Ramban is saying something more than we think he is. Rashi says you become Kodesh by staying away from Averis. And the Ramban, of course, says no, it's something more. The Ramban points out you become a Naval Virshusa Torah. Right? The Ramban says that why do we have to have this, this bookend, Kedoshim to you? He says, because look what we've been doing. We first had the laws of Kashrus, we have the laws of sexuality. And yet, says the Ramban, you could follow all of those laws and still be off. You could still be a glutton. You could still completely miss the point. The Ramban's not simply saying, I think, that it works out that you can keep those laws and still somehow figure out how you can be off. No. You can very easily, you can very easily keep those laws and yet not be in the spirit of the Torah. Because once you've set up an environment, whether it's a marital environment, whether it's a kosher world where you can find anything anywhere that's kosher, most of our decisions are not whether to eat kosher or not. Most of our decisions are governed by perkeavos. How do we eat it? Not what bracha... Of course it's important what bracha we say on it. But so much of the Torah is not, so much of our lives is not governed by something we have to look up in the Shulchan Aruch, but something that we need to look up in Pirkei Avot, something we need to look up by asking our Rabbeim. So much of our life is not covered by strict halacha. And you know, it's interesting, because if you would tell someone who's not religious, not observant, they'd be shocked by that statement. They'd be absolutely shocked. 
We've all had the experience of sometimes talking to someone who wasn't, wasn't Jewish, wasn't religious, wasn't observant, and they can't understand how we can, how we can function with straitjacketed all the time. Right? I have so many experiences. The, the classic, the cleaning lady before Pesach, trying to explain what a kosher kitchen is. When you eat, you only can eat things that have these symbols. Everything has the symbol on it. It's hard to find something that doesn't have the symbol on it. You have to go to the not kosher butcher. Inside, even there, half the products will have something on it. The Ramban is telling us, not simply warning us not to become gluttons, but telling us that the spirit of Kedoshim to you is absolutely essential because there are so many areas that are not covered by strict halacha. And it's true, I think, not just in the areas of human action and interaction, but it's true, I think, more than anything in terms of time. The reality is most of our life, in terms of minutes, is not governed by strict halacha. And most of our time is not actually taken up. As busy as we seem, most of our time is not actually are taken away from us. Most of life is free time. How can you become a Tamachacham in five minutes a day? Five minutes? You realize it's not five minutes a day. When you realize that life consists of an incredible number of five minute periods. And that most of our life is not as busy as it seems. Studies say, and I don't know how to verify studies that say, but studies say, and I did spend a little time of my free time this afternoon looking this up, that we spend more than five hours, five years of our life, sorry, five years of our life waiting for something. And that includes being in traffic, that includes standing online for something, that includes wait. We spend over five years of our life waiting for something. Do you know what that means? That means that we spend more time waiting for something than we spent on Shana Aleph, Shana Bet, and all three years we were undergraduate in YU. And that doesn't even include all the time we spent waiting in Shana Aleph and Shana Bet and all three years in YU. Which means, if you want to know, where did you become a Tamachacham? You could be the starkest guy here in the base Medrash. But you could actually learn more when you're doing nothing than you could in all of your time in Shana Aleph and Shana Bet and all your undergraduate years in one. I don't know if the figures are right. But I think the point is certainly Yeshiva University is a very interesting place. I, I, I know that people probably ask you, ah, oh, very, I didn't even know you came back from Israel. Very nice. What are you doing now? I'm, I'm a student at YU. I say I'm a student in Yeshiva. Some of you have heard I'm a student at 
Yeshiva Surveyor Yitzchak Elchonan, however you like to hide where it is, then you're. I'm a Talmud, that's what I do, I'm a Talmud in the Yeshiva. Okay? I've mentioned this before, but I think it deserves repeating right now. That in YU we have a very interesting schedule. We learn for half the year, basically, we learn half the year, we learn half the week. And in that half the week that we learn the half the year, we learn half a day. Which means that though I was never very good at math, we seem to be learning about one-eighth of the time. So when someone asks you in the street, what do I do? What do you do? What are you doing now? Don't say you're a student at YU. Because that's one-eighth of what you're doing. Say, I have a lot of free time. And they'll say, I heard that why you people, the guys are busy, they're up till the middle of the night. You should say, it turns out that seven-eighths of the time I'm not a student in YU. I'm a Ben Choren. I have all this time. That's a lot of five-minute periods. That's how you become a Tamachacham in five minutes. When you realize that much of life is made up of consecutive five-minute periods, that we have a lot of choice, a lot of ability to decide what we're going to do with it. There's an interesting minig in YU to consider June to be its own zman. I don't know what that means. In some yeshivas, there's kayetzman. Kayetzman, interestingly, starts before the kayetz, but it goes all the way through the kayetz. We have something separate here. We have junzman. Junzman is a bonus. Come back, I'm going to come back for junzman. Junzman, let's, let's take a... Let's say a guy's only here four, four days a week. Sunday, June, barbecues, graduations, I don't know. I'm not giving a head there. I'm just saying, let's say... <laughs> Four days a week, four weeks, eight hours. You have some time. That's 1,536 periods of five minutes. I think that even I could become a Tamachacham with 1,500 five-minute periods. Maybe not with one, maybe not with ten, maybe not standing online to talk to Rabbi Nachum Zemba. But I think I could accomplish a lot in 1,500 five-minute periods. Chavetz Chaim points out in one of his svarim, Shnos Eliyahu quotes the Rishalmi that the, every single word of Torah is potentially a separate mitzvah essay. Every single word of Torah is a separate mitzvah essay. So the Chavetz Chaim took out a minute, a minute, and he realized that you could learn about 200 words of Torah in a minute. So that means that every minute you can be Mekayim 200 mitzvah essay. And he writes that in five minutes you could get a thousand mitzvah essay. Thousand mitzvah essay in five minutes. If we understood the power of those five minutes and how that thousand turns into tens of thousands and millions and hundreds of millions we realize that much of our day and much of our time really is free. 
I don't want to take issue with my Rebbe of Lichtenstein. I think that his work ethic was such that he imagined that when somebody went to work, they actually worked the whole time. I can imagine of Lichtenstein feeling that way. But if a person went to work for 10 hours, they actually worked for 10 hours, because he would. But the reality is, and I'm not telling you to do other things when you're getting paid, chas v'shom. But our life consists of an enormous amount of free time. And in order to become a tamachacham, it means to take advantage, not just of the quick five-minute periods, but certainly the times when there's five minutes after five minutes after five minutes after five minutes. Whether you will become a tamachacham, whether you will allow the Torah to infuse your life, has as much to do with what you do in the summer and in June and Bena Semesterim. So our whole life is Bena Semesterim. As it does for the time that Yeshiva is officially, officially at set. There is at least as much time that is free as time that is scheduled and time that we're supposed to be here. So Rabosai. Let's all become Tamir Chacham. I'm not suggesting that everyone walk around with a safer and run into people in the sidewalk. I'm not suggesting that we take time away from things in our life that are, in fact, very, very important and that we focus on those things which aren't, don't consist of just studying Torah, but that we understand that so much of our life, the decisions that we make and the hours and the minutes that we spend is ours is ours. Ein lecha ben chorin. We are b'nei chorin to make decisions to put minute after minute and hour and hour together and strive not to become the chasam sofer, not to become the stipler, but to strive to become b'nei Torah with all the free time that we have.